The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And this is International Men's Day, a day aiming to celebrate the positive values that men bring to the world. In a moment, we're going to be talking to Brent Pope and Keith Walsh about the need for an International Men's Day. But before that, our reporter Sarah Madden went out on the streets to find out what it means to be a man today. Do you know when International Men's Day is? No, I don't. Have a clue. It's International Men's Day every day. <laughs> it's a man's world. Do you think that it's worth celebrating an International Men's Day? Do you think it's needed? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think we have a lot of the women's stuff going on, so I think it's fair that us men get a mention now and again. I suppose it is. It's like International Women's Day. Men need to have their day as well. You think it should be celebrated? Why is that? Because you wouldn't be here without them. <laughs> Of course, yeah, it's very important. I think we men, I think, should be valued a bit more, of course, you know. Like everyone else should be valued, but yeah, of course, it's very important. But I think it's just important to raise awareness about a lot of things that impact men, you know. I mean, things like everybody talks about mental health, physical health, you know, as you go through different life stages, all of these things. Why wouldn't you? And I'm 84 years of age. The only thing I'm celebrating is I'm still alive. What do you think is, um, I guess, the, the pros of being a man in the 21st century? I think you get the freedom and the liberty and the permission to express yourself a lot more than maybe you were able to, you know, in the past. Yeah. Um, on the downside, I think in the olden days, for men, some things were easier. You didn't have to be considerate and you didn't have to be thoughtful and empathetic, which some people might like. It's supposed to be the stronger ones. It's supposed to be kind of not have feelings in a way. At least that's the way, in my opinion, that society portrays men so I think we as men we should show more feelings and we should show like we are humans as well you know do you feel like there's been kind of a lot of negativity towards men in the last few years has it been a bit more difficult to be a man in the last decade let's say than before yeah I definitely do yeah that's something that I noticed quite a lot actually yeah the interest in now we get a bit of credit for once everything's difficult isn't it man woman doesn't matter what gender you are really. And what do you think it's like to be a, a woman in, in Ireland today? Do you think we're kind of equal with men? No, I think we've pretty much reached equality now. And so it's probably better to kind of give them their day then? Yes, absolutely, or they'll sulk. No, definitely not. They definitely have the upper hands, the higher wages, and the women are left to do everything. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent if you have any views. That is Sarah Madden reporting there on what it means to be a man today. I'm joined by Keith Walsh, writer and broadcaster and Brent Pope, rugby analyst and mental health advocate. Brent, the, I think maybe the second or third person that Sarah spoke to there said, it's International Men's Day every day. Is that a fair point? <laughs> I don't think so. I think those times have changed. It's probably coming from somebody that, as I said, about a a lesser view on, on men. And it comes at a time, me, uh, I just was uh, part of the launch from the Men's Development Network, a man survey on men's attitudes now. And the word now is relevant because it's based on the man box, which is a kind of a set of ideals or beliefs of actions that men lived by for so many years. And the good news out of that study or that survey is that men's views on things like relationships, sexuality, equality, gender issues, uh, they're all changing because I can look back to my generation. My father was probably what I call the John Wayne syndrome, a hardworking man, uh, you know, worked three jobs to put food on the table, probably wasn't particularly open with his emotions uh, or saying I love you or those things, but that was just the way it was. So I grew up in a very masculine world around agricultural background and also then moving into rugby um, as a kind of a full-time job in a sense. So I was very much in that man box 
but I always like to think I was a little bit different and tried to, to, to step out of the box. And that meant about having more empathy, being more vulnerable uh, to be able to share my feelings like that last uh, spoke I spoke about, because people have an ideal of what it is to be a man. And you've heard me speak before, and that's the question I ask men of a certain generation. I've gone around the country talking to uh, men's groups like men's sheds, uh, you know, garters, um, uh, construction industry, where it is a kind of a bastion of masculinity still in those types of roles, but that is changing. Well, let me Good ask let, let me ask Keith the same question, Keith. Do you that that thing that Brent describes the man box? Do you feel constrained by a set of societal expectations that you have to be the tough, quiet, strong type? Uh, I don't. Uh, but I, like, did you I, ever? I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I suppose that was my my whole thing was just being the strong silent type and not really uh sort of um like leaving especially like when i got married and had children you know my i felt like oh i have to go to work and 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 bring you home the bacon and that's pretty much it maybe cut the grass put the bins out and you're sort of leaving all the emotional work uh with the children uh to your wife you know and and that was sort of like just what i thought was the thing to do and that has changed for me and like the big change for me was going to therapy and sort of figuring a few things out and then realizing, actually, do you know what? It's important uh, for me, uh, for my future relationship with my children, that I get more involved in the family on an emotional level. I um, do some of the mothering, uh, you know, as well as, I, you know, I get involved and I'm there to, 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 to be a shoulder to cry on, somebody to talk to, to share feelings with. Um, and, you know, not necessarily like, the I suppose, the old... The old way, as Brent mentioned, was like just this the guy reading the newspaper in the corner and maybe like barking out orders or like fixing things for people. Like my wife would have said to me, like, I don't need this fixed. I just want you to listen. So these are the things we're learning. And I suppose there has been some changes. And, and that's why it's good to have something like an International Men's Day where, uh, you know, as long as it's dealt with properly and we're talking about things uh, from a good place we're not entrenched we're not and I'm you, not sure is that a generational cells. thing Keith or is that specific to different families because I am sure there are people who will cast their mind back to their own fathers and say my father was emotionally open affectionate said that I he loved me all of those things is is it a, a generation or is it just that's one family's experience it's definitely a generation thing but you will always get outliers you'll always get that those men who just behave differently and had different thoughts. I mean, you know, if you look at sort of like, you know, the hippies of the 70s or whatever, there were people who, who decided to live differently and do things differently than society wanted. We, we as, a, as a society and over, you know, the last generations, men and women were, were, were told a lie. And we're only sort of realizing that that lie that we were told that women, you know, should stay in the home and men should go out and work and bear all their financial and, and, and stress, uh, you know, of financial responsibility and stress of keeping the home going and all. That was all a lie. Those roles aren't needed. We don't need to. Well, uh, let me check now if, whether or not it is that we were fed a lie or that we sought the lie. So, Brent, you, you described your own situation in, in rugby. I assume you went into that eagerly. You liked being the big man on campus. You liked being the guy who could bench 350 pounds. Those are the kind of things that you sought. Was that societal pressure or was that your own choice? Uh, well, I, I didn't actually, Anton. Uh, they were things I didn't seek because, I, you know, I've spoken openly about my own mental health issues and some of that was around that very, uh, I suppose, thing that I couldn't draw the line between physical fitness or physical strength with mental strength. So while I was succeeding from the physical point of view, playing rugby at a top level, you know, being able to work out the gym, being fit and strong looking, I couldn't link that to my mental 
side of it, the emotional side, because I think it's it, there's two ways of looking at that. Is it, is it something in our DNA? Doctors will tell you it's not, but I would tend to slightly disagree in the sense that, you know, growing up, if you go back to say, the Neanderthal man or Cro-Magnon man, we're the hunt, hunters and gatherers. So I think there was something to do with DNA over the years, if you believe in evolution. I think there's also something about learnt behaviours, and I think that's come more to the, I suppose, the media sense of it now because people are changing. We are getting more views. I take it back even to your generation, Anton, and I'm not uh, saying anything, but if you were sitting around with a group of, of guys of a certain age and one guy said, oh, I'm going to be a home husband, the other guys would have probably looked at him and said, oh, get out and do a real job. You know, that was just sort of learned behaviour. Now we look at that differently. And we look at, I say to, to people like Keith Fairplate here, looking at staying at home and minding the kids while the woman goes out to work. So why, why I don't disagree with an International Men's Day, I think that we've got to lend women into this conversation as well as families in this conversation. So have maybe an, an International Family Day where everybody sits and, and talks about what their roles are. What does a role model look like now for a man? I suggest it's being more emotional. I suggest it's you know, coming to terms with equality and all those sort of things because it's the question we go back to. What, it, what is it to be a man in modern-day society? And you get a lot of different answers, Anton, from different generations. Talking to young people now as a sort of working in, in, in psychotherapy, talking to a young person, they're sometimes a bit confused. They, they don't know effectively what women want. Do they want the strong sort of type of guy or do they want the guy with feelings and going to cry all the time they don't want that either so there's a lot of confusion around what it is to be a man okay and, and i well, get it let me let me put a, a bit of this to you keith because one of the things that we're getting is things saying look i'm a feminist i think we should be focusing more on international women's day rather than pushing the male agenda which comes in from dave if let us to say let let's let's see the point that there is legitimacy in the concerns being expressed by international men's day Will the rest of the world that aren't Western, middle-class, white men not say, ah, lads, a pity about you. Whatever your issues are, there are nothing compared to the rest of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we don't, like, look, we don't need an International Men's Day to celebrate the positive, uh, you know, the positive things that men bring to the world. We need an International Men's Day so we can reflect on where we're at as men. What are we contributing to society? Are we being proper allies to women? You know, are we being enough of a feminist to help our colleagues, our wives or whatever they need to to improve their lives? Are we being fair? Are we still like working and listening to our egos? Are we expecting the world to deal with our traumas as we you know, lash out because we haven't dealt with our own traumas because we won't go to to uh, to to see a therapist to deal with the things that are bothering us? You know, gone are the days where you could just be in an office and start ranting at somebody because um, because you feel like it and because that's how you deal with things. You know, we need to take responsibility for our own feelings, how we behave in the world, how we turn up in the world, how we turn up as fathers, how we turn up as colleagues in the workplace. And we need to do that by looking at ourselves, looking inwardly, reflecting, going to therapy if we need to or whatever it is, and realizing that what we've been told as uh, the ma- masculine attributes and what we were told as our, is our role in society was a lie for several generations and we need to just realise that and it's not a celebration it's a reflection and it should be a reflection and I think that's a good thing if we, if we do that Keith, Brent, gentlemen thank you both very much that is Keith Walsh writer and broadcaster Brent Pope rugby analyst uh, mental health advocate and uh, psychoanalyst uh, text saying I try to encourage my kids three sons one daughter to understand that there are not 
boy and girl roles in society. In other words, I encourage the boys to do home help, help with the washing up and do all of that. If you start this process young, it can make a difference. And Fiona was in touch to say, yep, another day to celebrate men's egos. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.